Welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I'm your host, Leslie Gaudet, self-care coach for women who are ready to make self-care a priority to support them in life and business. Every week, I'll be speaking with inspiring women from various walks of life who will share their personal journeys and will discover how they have fearlessly carved their own paths as business owners, passionately pursuing their dreams, and creating a meaningful impact on their communities. So let's get started. Welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. And today we're talking to the beautiful success stylist, Tina Spolatini, who uses personalized mentorship sessions on self-love and confidence building, helping her clients feel fabulous, dressing in ensembles, complementing their various body shapes and sizes. Growing up as a plus-sized beauty, like many women who don't fit in, Tina found herself at odds with society's sizes, perspective on the female physical ideal. But even though shopping in a world made for smaller women could be an exercise in futility and self-loathing, the right outfit that flattered her curves would always come through, erasing any self-destructive thoughts and making her feel gorgeous and revitalized. Tina quickly learned that she had to find her own way to stand out with distinctive accessories and touches of self-expression. Enhancing any outfit, no matter how casual, with eye-catching jewelry has become her signature look. Circumstances may have compromised her own self-esteem at times, but everything has come together to make Tina even more determined to use her talents and training to help other women rediscover themselves and build the confidence they need to live the life they imagine. After all, she comes in every shape. I so love her mission in life and I can't wait for you to meet her, so let's talk to this beautiful lady. Welcome, Tina. It's so great having you on the show today. Yes, thank you, Leslie. It's great being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, I've been really looking forward to our chat today. I've been following you a little bit soccerish. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love what you do. So I want to just get right into it. So let's start by getting to know you a little bit, a little bit better. Okay. So please share a little bit about your life and how you grew up, after which we'll get into what you're currently doing today. So the floor is yours. Sure. So I come from a, I, my immediate family is just my brother and I and my parents. Um, but my dad comes from an Italian family that's very, it's quite large. And so I grew up with my cousins. And I mean, there was, there was four of us that were really close because we're kind of the same age. And two of us were on the bigger side and the other two were not on the bigger side. They were actually very skinny and we used to envy them, but we also learned a lot from them. Right. And so growing up was, um, I loved it. I loved my childhood. I loved every minute of it, even though like there are things that i learned and went through that created the core beliefs that I have today that are, you know, they're hard to break, you know, and I would say they're like maybe on the negative side because they're self-sabotaging for myself. Yeah, no, I can so relate to that because our self-talk, right? We we don't even recognize that we're actually doing this to ourselves. Like we're, we've got this chatter on a, on a loop in our head and a lot of it's based on our experience of growing up. So I really love that you brought that because, you know, a lot of people don't recognize that 
you know, you are sabotaging yourself by your thoughts, not by, not necessarily always by your actions, but what you're thinking is that's what's spurring you on to do or not do the things, you know, that you want to do. So I really love that. So now I'm glad that you shared that. Um, I want to talk about your business and how you discovered your passion and your purpose. What steps did you take to pursue it as you were going along this journey? Right. So I was a stay-at-home mom since I have twins. And when they turned four, I was laid off. I worked for the bank and I um, I was laid off and I thought, oh, I don't really want to stay home. <laughs> right. I got, I have two kids. They're starting kindergarten. I was like, oh, I don't think now is the time for me to be a stay-at-home mom. And I only worked part-time, which was one or two days a week. But then I got pregnant with my third and I said, oh, okay, well, that's going to be way too much for me. So I stayed home. And when the twins started to drive, my younger one was walking to school. And I thought, oh, I need to do something. I'm a little bored, right? I mean, you can only clean your house so much. And so I started to, well, at first I started on a self-love journey. I found a coach that, you know, was teaching self-love because I was starting to feel like I had no purpose. I had no worth, right? I was just I felt like I was just coming and going, just going with the flow, cleaning the house, making sure supper was on the table. And I just felt like it was, it had sort of run its course. And so I found a self-love coach through a friend of mine and I worked with her for a year and I decided that staying home wasn't my thing anymore. And so I started doing like my own, you know, professional or personal development, just to find what I did like, what I, what I wanted to do. And then I I found a vision board workshop and it sounds kind of tacky. Like I was like, oh, as if, right. But I thought maybe this would give me a direction or something. And I discovered within that three hour workshop that I wanted to be a life coach and I wanted to help plus size women learn how to dress themselves because they and not that, I mean, I'm not saying plus size women don't know how to dress themselves, but a lot of them, I, f- I look at them and I think, oh my gosh, you should not be wearing that. And I, even though I felt guilty thinking that it was more for their, like in, in their benefit, right? Because it didn't look flattering to them. And so I thought that's what I want to do. I want to help these women learn how to dress for their body and still look and feel amazing. Because in the end, that's what really is important. It's not how you look, it's how you feel, right? And so that's what I aimed for. And I did that for, well, until COVID hit. So that was about about a year and a half. And then when COVID hit, of course, I couldn't go shopping. I couldn't do all the things that I love because I love shopping and I love clothes. So, and, and then I thought about it and women are in the dressing room putting on clothes and I would say, oh my God, that looks amazing. And they would look at me and say, I can't wear this, right? Well, why can't you wear it? It looks beautiful on you, right? And then we had to start with, you know, I, I had to start with, you know, you deserve to look and feel good. And a lot of times I didn't believe that. And so that's where the self-love came in. Luckily, I had the coaching for myself and was able to start them off. And so then I decided, okay, I want to be this coach. I want to be that lady that can teach them they can love themselves and how they can love themselves and show themselves that they are worth all that they deserve. And I took a course through um, a lady in Australia, actually, the Body Love Academy. 
And that's where I started that. And from there, I mean, self-love, there's so many things that come with self-love. It's not, I mean, you know yourself. It's not just, you know, you need to love yourself. There's more to it. Loving yourself means you have to be confident in yourself. And so from there, the self-love coaching has turned into confidence and resilience coaching. Because COVID, COVID taught us that we need to be resilient in this world. Yeah, absolutely. And I so love that about your story because, you know, body image is such a huge topic. It's such a trigger for really any woman of any size for different reasons, but it's still such a trigger. And it's so important. Like you were saying, self-love isn't just about saying like, oh, I love myself. Because if you don't really love, if you can't really look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you, but not start picking apart, like, oh, I'd love you. But, you know, if you did this or if you did that, if you just change this little piece about you, you would be perfect. But I think it's like learning to be, to feel like you're enough as you are right now and love who you are, where you're at in your life right now, and then be able to like explore other options of things that you want to do. I think it's really important. So I love that you shared that because it's so important. And I don't think a lot of people recognize that, that it's, it can be such a huge, you know, trigger for that, for a person around just one thing around how they feel about themselves, whether it's the feeling worthy and deserving of being loved, or whether it's worthy and deserving of having someone in their life because they don't like how they look, or they don't like how they dress, or they don't like their personality. I mean, it's just learning to like, look at who you are and be grateful that you're actually a pretty awesome person. But it's really hard to do that sometimes. So I, I really loved what you did was you took the time and invested like personal time for yourself. Cause I think that's where the work has to begin, especially if we're going to help other people, we need to like look within and see how can we make ourselves whole for us first so that we can go out into the world and help others do that too. So I love that. Yes. Thank you. And it's yeah, not easy, so- you know, and it's not like you wake up one day, you know what? I do love myself and never criticize yourself again. Right. It's human nature, right? We see our own flaws, right? And so it's not, it's not a one-time journey, right? It's a lifetime journey. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So can you share a specific strategy or mindset shift that has played a significant role in your success as a business owner? Um, yeah. So I, I never saw myself as a business owner. And so, I mean, to this day, I mean, it's been almost six years, I believe. And I still struggle with the entrepreneur title in all honesty, right? I worked for a bank. And so to me, that was my life dream. I wanted to be a banker. And so when I look at myself now as a business owner, I think, okay, so how did I get here? Right? How did I actually become the big kahuna? (laughs) Right? Because I never saw myself there. And so I had to sort of picture myself, I call it the I am act as if mindset, right? I have to like pretend that I am a business owner, even though it's not pretending anymore, but I don't see myself as, you know, the entrepreneur head boss or whatever you want to call it. Right. So it's, it's more of, um, you know, I am this, but I, even if I don't feel that I am that part, I have to act as if I'm that part. 
And being in the bank, I worked with many different levels of other people. And so I would look back and I think, okay, this is how she acted as branch manager. And this is how she, I don't know if she was putting on an act. I don't know. Like, I don't know what was going on in their head, but I would pretend to be those people, right? Pretend to be the big kahuna. I don't know how else to say it. But you know what? And that's the thing is sometimes we need to take someone else's courage or some, something that someone else is doing to help give us that boost of confidence to go out and step into a role that we're not really certain of, but we know it's a, it's the next step for us. So I love that. I mean, again, one of the things I really liked about what you mentioned earlier was that you you did a vision board workshop and I'm all about vision boards. I have made several over the years. My most recent, I'm actually getting ready to ramp it up a little bit, if you will. And I list, I watch my vision board to music. So it's moving pictures and there's music and it's just to motivate myself, you know, every morning and every night, like I, I watch it twice a day just to give myself that motivation. Like these are the things that I want for my life you know, a lot of the things that were previously on my vision board have come true. So now I'm starting to like, as I said, change it up a little bit because, you know, it's like, I don't stop dreaming just because certain aspects of my life have changed. So I love the fact that you did the vision board because I think it's really powerful to actually see visually, even if it's just words, like I want to travel uh, to say, for example, my places, I want to travel to are Italy, Spain, and France, like just to start. So I don't have to have pictures of those places, but just the mere words on my uh, vision board, you know, is enough still to be, you know, sparking that imagination. So I love that you talk about that. My next question is two parts. So it's around self-care first. So let's talk about the first part of it. What does self-care mean to you and how do you prioritize it in your daily life? Okay. So to me, self-care is more about fueling, fueling what I need for the day or for a situation. Um, and I do that in the morning. So the first thing I'll say is when I get, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do before I put my feet on the floor is I stretch because I feel like I'm old, right? I'm in my fifties, right? And the body doesn't just wake up and go anymore. And so the first thing I do is I stretch because if I don't, I feel groggy and yucky all day, Right. That's the, that's the only thing that I do every single day consistently. Everything else sort of just falls into place. Um, but like, as far as like the fueling part, it basically depends on what my day is going to be like. I mean, if I have a day where I'm going to be super, super busy, I make sure I get some kind of energizing in me. Like I'll, I don't, I'm not really one for exercise. I don't have a routine, but I'll walk or I will bounce on my rebounder. And that's, it it feels weird. Like I feel like a child in a 50 something body, right. But it actually energizes me and it doesn't, it's not for long. I think like a 10 minute bounce is like a four kilometer or a 40 kilometer run. Right. So it, that like it energizes me. It gets everything moving in the body. Uh, and walking, of course, is always good. Doesn't matter, you know, what stage of life you're in. Walking is always good. It makes things move. And, um, but my other self care is my food. Like if I want, I, I need to feel light. I can't feel heavy. So I try to avoid heavy foods and I eat lighter foods to help me feel lighter. And then the energy works better right? If I have the energy and I've eaten a bagel, forget it. 
I'm going to be sitting around all day, right? Probably just, you know, playing games on my phone or whatever. But when I need to have a busy day, I make sure that I eat light so that I can stay feeling energy and light. I love yes. that. Before you continue, I just wanted to say you pointed out something that I think a lot of people don't realize about self-care, that it doesn't have to look like this cookie cutter routine uh, process. It it aligns with your lifestyle, which is what you've said. You have a consistent practice, which is stretching every day, which that makes you feel good. And then whatever else you decide, you still sprinkle in your self-care. So I, I like that. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. And the thing is, it depends on my day too, right? I mean, like meditate, I have, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've tried the morning routine where I have it all written out and I try to or follow it in, in a specific order. But I find when I sit down to meditate and I would rather be doing something else, I don't, I don't get there. I can't, I can't focus on the meditation. Right. And so I fit the meditation in when I can, when I can say, okay, you know, now might be a good time. I'm feeling, you know, unfocused. I feel like my brain is going everywhere, but I need to get this done. So then I will sit down and I will meditate. And that seems to help me. And I usually start that off with some breathing because breathing seems to calm the body down. Right. It just, well, I guess it depends on what kind of breathing you're doing, but I like to do the breathing that calms the mind and the body down because then I'm, I can be in a state where, okay, now is a good time to meditate, right? So meditation, I think, is probably one of the number one self-care activities that I would say probably everyone needs, but we can all do it in different ways, right? Meditating doesn't have to be, you know, sitting with your legs crossed and your, you know, got your fingers together. It can be just sitting in a chair, staying quiet right? Getting rid of the thoughts that we don't need. I love that. I love that so much. So now that you, you, you've talked about how you prioritize it in your daily life, how do you find that balance between your personal and your professional life? And what tips do you have for our listeners who may struggle with this? So I'm a big scheduler. I love, I am, um, I actually really like routine. Uh, I just find that my mornings are not always, they don't always fit my routine. Um, but one thing that I, done. And I did this right from when I started my business was I calendarized my life. I, this is the time I'm going to do this job. This is the time I'm going to do that job. And when it comes to work, work is not, it's a priority, but it's not the priority. My family has always been the number one priority. So their schedule always gets looked at first. If I needed to be with them, that's where I prioritize my time and my effort. Um, but when it comes to the work, I try to end my day by four o'clock. That gives me time to get supper on the table for my family and, you know, whatever else the evening might is going to take with me. Uh, and I try to do like some kind of, um, like a a start, like I try to start really like around 11 o'clock in the morning on actual work. So that gives me the morning for myself, number one, because that is important because no matter what your day is going to give you, if you're not fueled and you're not energized for what the day looks like, you're not going to get through the day. So I have my morning that it also includes my housework because I work from home. It's easy to let that slide. And so I make, I wouldn't say I make it a priority, But what I do is I try to get it done before I start work so that if at the end of my day at four o'clock, I'm exhausted after supper, I'm done. I don't have to worry about, oh, I still have to do three loads of laundry or I have to vacuum or whatever else is going to, you know, come up. 
So that's kind of how I separate the two. I, I work with my, my family calendar first. I love that. And I think that's a lot of the time I think with having that calendar, they're only thinking about like, what business things do I have? But I, I think that, you know, having that family calendar, having that business calendar, having that self-care calendar, like having all of those in one place, but you know where your time is going, that helps you to structure your days in a way that you feel like you're getting more done. You feel like you're getting something done. And you're also feeling like you're not just all work and nothing else. And you don't also feel like, oh, all I'm doing is playing and I'm not being serious about, you know, this business that I have. So I love that. So thank you very much for sharing that. So what advice would you give to women who are maybe afraid to pursue their dreams or start their own business? Oh, I say do it. Do it. Right. That's that's the only advice I have. I mean, if you're if you're afraid of failure, failure is just an opening for more opportunity. If this business doesn't work, then maybe it's something else you need to be doing. But you need to be doing something that is going to make you happy. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have one last question that I would really like to ask you. It was something that came to me this morning. Um, your journey of embracing self-love and confidence building is really inspiring, especially considering the societal pressures around body image. And speaking from my own experience as someone who also faced challenges with body image when I was modeling back in my 20s, I carried that into my 30s and my 40s. And I struggled with feeling like I didn't fit in unless I was skinny. So I admire your strength and your advocacy to make a difference in your life and the lives of the women that you help. So with that in mind, could you share your insights and how we can challenge and overcome the mindset that tells us we need to conform to a specific ideal to feel like we belong? And what advice would you give to those who may be struggling with their body image and feel like they don't fit in? Yeah, so, I mean, growing up as a plus size girl, I was always plus size that I remember. I used to always look at these skinny girls and I never wish bad on them, but I'd always be like, I wish I was more like them. You know, I wish I looked like her. I wish I had her eyes or I wish I had her whatever. And I mean, there comes a time where you're like, you know what? This is not working. I diet, I do this, I do that. And it's not leaving me. It's almost like it doesn't want to leave me. And so I did come to a, a, a time in my life where I'm like, I just have to accept myself for what I am. I saw a quote once and I don't know it exactly, but it was basically acknowledge accept and embrace. I think that's how it went. And it just made so much sense to me because I thought that's kind of what I'm doing, right? I've acknowledged that I'm different. I'm bigger than, you know, majority of the women that I'm around. I need to accept that. And I did because I mean, when you live that life, there's no other option. You can't just push a button and it becomes different and embracing it. That was where it was the tough part, right? It was like, I have to love me for who I am. Right. And so that's kind of where I went with that. I went like, okay, I need to embrace that this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. Right. And that doesn't mean that you can't go on a diet and lose your weight. That doesn't mean that at all. It just means that who I am today is okay. And when I need and I feel the need to change, I will make that change. And, and a few years ago, actually, at the beginning of COVID, I found an Ayurveda coach and she actually made me learn to embrace that even better. I, I don't know if any of your listeners know or are familiar with Ayurveda, but basically 
in the, in the Ayurveda lifestyle, there are three types of people and I am a, a kapha is what it's called. And we are made to be overweight. That that's basically how it works. And that doesn't mean you have to be like hundreds of pounds overweight, but we're made to carry the extra weight. And it helped me to embrace that even more. Yeah. I think too, like what came to mind as you were talking was it was like learning to see yourself. And I'm, I'm taking sort of like a quote from Gabby Bernstein from one of her books, but it's learning to see yourself through the lens of love. Like not looking externally, like, am I validated by the way I look, the way I talk, the way I dress, what I do for a living, my financial circumstances, uh, my nationality, all of that. Do I look for validation outside of myself or can I look within and be and just love myself through that lens and not worry about everything else? So I really, really loved talking with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I'm happy that we connected. Absolutely loved what you showed today. I'll make sure that the show notes provide our listeners with how they can get in touch with you because I know for sure there's going to be probably a lot of women who are going to want to reach out to you. So again, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Thank you, Leslie. It was a pleasure. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and an amazing week ahead. And until then, keep dreaming, keep believing, and keep designing your extraordinary life one day at a time. Thank you for joining me on Her Extraordinary Life by Design. I hope you've been inspired and empowered by the incredible stories shared on this show. If you enjoyed this episode and the conversations we've had, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback and support mean the world to me, and it will help others discover the podcast and join our empowering community. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Together, we can continue to learn from these amazing women, uncover their extraordinary journeys, and be motivated to create our own lives by design. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, stay empowered and keep shaping your extraordinary life one day at a time. Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid. Electric acid.